Welcome to the suburbs with Andy and Greg. What's your Uber etiquette? Do you talk to the Uber driver? We've never used Uber. Oh, you haven't? Ever. Jennifer doesn't trust them. Really? So does she think that they're going to just like all of a sudden hold you at gunpoint and drive to Canada? Maybe. Don't ask, don't tell. I guess we've done a couple Escalades to the airport in New York. That's probably Uber. I guess it's a flat fee. But we've never like, done the app, come come get me here. Your driver is 30 seconds away. We've never done any of that. I know you guys do it all the time. I'm sure it's extremely safe. I think more people live than die <laughs> on Uber rides. Do you? <laughs> I think the percentage is pretty high. You looked up the stats. <laughs> I think it's even better than 50-50. Oh, hey, wow. I think they'll be happy to hear that. I think they're, you know, they're just like rolling the dice. They're like, do you think? Do you think we're doing okay? Bah, I don't know. <laughs> ah, comedian number 54. What's it matter? We're selling drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't. We, uh, um, but we, in New York, we take cabs all the time. So yeah. I guess it's the same. I guess you could ask the same question. Uh, and, and they don't speak English. <laughs> so there's not a lot of conversation. <laughs> or, 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 or just a lot of profanity. <laughs> we were in Italy, and the cab drivers there, <laughs> everybody drives just crappy cars in Europe, small crappy cars. They're almost like it's a demolition derby or bumper cars. And we're going around these roundabouts in Italy. And I mean, the cab is like scraping past the truck. And I mean, they're just, they don't care. I mean, they're just like, just get out of my way. Honking and shaking their hands and just screaming the entire the, ride. The last cab I was in, the guy had it shimmed. Every place where there was a squeak, he had it shimmed. That whole that whole thing was like a bad carpenter's wet dream. It was shimmed every place, like multiple places on the dashboard, multiple places around the window. Just chunks of wood shoved in. Uh, he was it, just anything that he could count as a shim. It wasn't necessarily wood. Stick of gum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Some of those cabs in New York, you know, how many miles you got? We're 180,000 miles, just broke in. I'm a morning person. I know you're a morning person. Absolutely. I can have a conversation before coffee, and I've been up since 4.30, and I'm caffeinated, and, uh, and I start talking to the guy in our driveway still. And he tells me that there's a, an overturned semi full of spray paint. So it's the hazmat team has been called, and it's between us and the airport. But he doesn't know our side of town well enough to uh -oh. go the way that's the right way to go. And I tell him the right way to go, and he says to me, I follow the blue line. And he points at his Google Maps. At right, no matter what. Right, I follow the blue line. And I go, I think the blue line's going to take you through a bunch of neighborhoods and stop signs and stoplights. And oh, I see. So he was going He was going all local streets, surface streets. Well, yes. But there are surface streets that are okay to be on 
there are surface streets that are not okay to be on. And by that, I don't mean potholes, um, which is a totally different thing right now. With that. Like, if I'm going to your house, between my house and your house, I need the moon rover to get to your house. <laughs> this is that time of the year, yeah. But with the route that he's taking between my house and the airport, there is, like, gunplay alley. They're, like, the most deadly neighborhoods in Indianapolis are between me and the airport. And he wants to go there because the blue line is taking him there. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get carjacked because that blue line is taking you through the bad parts of town. And, and so I'm trying to convince him, and he's, he wants none of it. And we ended up getting to the airport and getting through the security check in time to get the last two middle seats on the airplane. Oh, he made you late. Oh, yeah. Oh, he wow. made us late. And so, Keeley is up in some other hinterland part of the uh, jet, which is fine. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can listen to podcasts and work and write and, and do things on the plane. I don't need to sit next to her. It would be nice to. But we had to go through place with crime tape. So, I mean, there was actually, <laughs> there was actually two different places. <laughs> between us and the safe roads to be on that were one of them was blocked by crime tape and the other one was blocked by a car that had flipped upside down on its hood just at a random intersection <laughs> so we get into the jet and i'm in the middle and this guy with giraffe legs for arms <laughs> this guy is using his arms like switchblades in west side story <laughs> slicing and dicing <laughs> yeah it, have you ever been with those guys on the airplane i mean there, there are people that are just peace love and goodwill i'm just here to be on the flight with you i'm gonna i'm i've got my space you've got your space and then you've got captain bowie knife over here next to you <laughs> who feels like it's just it's kind of like when we talked about the the person in that races you to be first at the red light oh sure except this guy feels like his entire the entire row is his because he was there first <laughs> and so he's got these elbows that he sharpens in a knife sharpener at night before bed <laughs> and and he's jamming me in the side with it until i said can you put those away <laughs> can you put that jagged edge of an elbow back in your own space and i didn't say it quite like that i did say can you put that away and he looked at me and he looked at me like what <laughs> what are you talking about you didn't enjoy me sh shoving my elbows into your side when i was a kid i used to sharpen sticks and throw them like a caveman at birds that's your elbow <laughs> and it's jamming me in the side and i can't do anything other than think about how sharp is that because it's jamming me in the side like you're trying to kill me. What is going on with that elbow? And I'm thinking all those thoughts, but I just, oh, I wanted to, I knew we had two hours in the air. I didn't want to create a scene. And so I didn't. I just said, could you put that, could you put those away? <laughs> did he get the hint? Yeah, he did. He, he didn't like me for the rest of the flight. We were flying home from Hawaii. And flights from Hawaii to the mainland are always at night. 10 p.m. flights and so you're at the airport you know at 8 p.m. you've been up all day you've checked out of your hotel so you're just basically hanging out all day somewhere 
which, you know, you, there could be worse place to hang out. We're going through security. Heather is with us, my daughter, and uh, she turned 25, I think, when we were in Hawaii, and she realized, oops, my driver's license expires on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me. So she had to go through the hassle of being vetted by the TSA. She was in tears, you know, in a ball of tears. Because she was, you know, long day, tired, you know. Jennifer and I on the other side, like, waving to her, like, we're through and you're not. She's like, <laughs> she's bawling her eyes out. Haunting the crying woman. We finally get through all that. And, and so we, we get on the plane and we, we flew first class. And there's this old woman sitting in what is to be Jennifer's seat, which is... Um, Fighting words. So we say to the stewardess, well... Um, Who's the skank in my seat? Who's <laughs> this old bitty? <laughs> so, you know, we're, you know, we're being cool. person riding with her said, well, this is my mother, and she's got a bad back, and that seat back there, her seat, it doesn't... It's against the rear bulkhead. It doesn't lean back. So we thought, you know, we asked the stewardess, she said she could sit here. And Jennifer's like, uh, no, she's not sitting here. <laughs> she's sitting in her seat. You know, they just assumed that, you know, heck, you know, well, maybe they'll, these other people will sit in this uncomfortable seat <laughs> and let me sit in comfort. Let's see who's sitting there. Oh, oh, a woman named Jennifer's there. They're always nice. I think a lot of Jennifer's are cheerleaders or former cheerleaders. She would surely let you sit in her seat. <laughs> and she surely wouldn't mind my wooden chair <laughs> that they brought out for me. <laughs> so the rest of the flight, she moaned and groaned and was... <laughs> kicking at our seat and like you know just rocking back and forth trying to get you know a millimeter of recline in her seat was she right behind like the row behind you or something yes yes you're right she just moved up one row <laughs> making you our, feel guilty the entire time yeah right so that was did you cry did it get to you no mr no. sentimental <laughs> did not <laughs> but just the just that that moment when uh well we asked the stewardess and she said that'd be fine uh well, how about asking me, the person that paid whatever many thousands of dollars for that seat? Maybe maybe I should weigh in on this decision. Because you know what? I'm a cold, heartless man. Cold, heartless man. Back to steerage with you, old woman. <laughs> you guys use Airbnbs. How do you like it? We were batting a thousand. Keeley does a great job booking those. This year, in addition to being derailed on the way to the airport and having mr pocket knives for all those edward scissor arms <laughs> we get there and um there is this woman that owns the place has fallen in love with a label maker and everything has labels on it everything i'm getting misty <laughs> do you want me to give you her phone number <laughs> I think my heart skipped a beat for a minute. Did it? My label maker has a label that says label maker. <laughs> That's how deep in the weeds I am. You are a creature of habit, aren't you? So there's a label saying, don't turn this switch off. There's a label on the thermostat that says, this is an old house. Don't move the air conditioning below 74. And the minute that Keeley saw that... 68. <laughs> <laughs> well, show her. No, uh, she started to cop an attitude about the woman. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait, just, you know, I mean, I, I haven't even unpacked yet. 
if you go into any hotel, you're going to have a coffee maker, you're going to have coffee. It may or may not be okay. The water may or may not suck. So that's going to depend on the, you know, that's going to dictate the quality of the coffee. But every Airbnb that we've stayed in, you've got coffee, you've got fruit, you've got the coffee maker, you've got kitchen, you've got a little living room, you've got TV with Netflix and anything that you want to pick on it. And, um, I mean, they, they really cater to you. They want you to give them a good review. Sure. It's always clean. Pay it forward. Right. So this place, no coffee, no fruit, and a note in there that says, please strip all of your sheets and bedding off and put it by the washing machine, towels too. And then, and, and Keely is like, are you kidding me? We pay a cleaning fee for this <laughs> stuff. And she wants us to strip the bed and, and. And it seemed like, based on the notes, her first customer... Was Great Aunt Joni. <laughs> she just doesn't want you to do anything there. Like, no fun. I'm not going to provide you with any amenities. <laughs> so don't act like you want them, need them, or are going to get them because you're not getting them with me. So in the bathroom, don't use two-ply toilet paper. This is an old house. Was that a label as well? Too big for the label maker. Oh, so it's a sign. Laminated? Yes. Laminated yes. sign? A laminated sign naming the two brands you're allowed to buy if you have to buy some and the specific style of toilet paper to use. This is way in the weeds. Right after I read that, I'm, I'm getting ready to take a shower. And as I pull the shower curtain back, the shower rod falls. <laughs> and it falls like completely down with a clank. And I look over... And there's a squeegee hanging on the, the thing that hangs below the faucet head. Like she expects you to squeegee the tile. Was there a label that said, don't rip the shower curtain down? I bet there is now. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her a reason to put a new label up. There was a binder in the kitchen. Like the manual? With photos of the way that the glasses and plates go. In the cabinet. I was staying with my great aunt. Aunt Joni's here. Yeah. <laughs> it smell like mothballs. <laughs> I think I started a family dispute when I was over there last time by asking whose pet is Gabe. And it seemed like there was a territorial dispute. <laughs> two opinions. <laughs> whose pet was Gabe. <laughs> maybe I maybe I come in a close second. <laughs> And if you ask whose pet is Jeffrey, Jeffrey's our dog, by the way. And it's spelled the pompous G-E-O. -E yeah, it's it's got to be the pompous way because, and there's a story behind that. So we had, we had an American bulldog that was a rescue dog named Bell. B-E-L-L-E? -L -L -E? Yeah. See, yeah. pompous. B-E-L-L-E. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I didn't know that Bell could be pompous. Like that name. That extra E with a little accent as opposed to dinner bell. Kind of like uh, Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Our oldest comes to stay with us so she could get on the other side of school with her two um, girls and uh, and their dog, Luna. And Belle, we didn't know this when we took her, but um, one of the characteristics of a an American bulldog, other than the fact they look like a giant chunk of muscle walking down the street. Those things are just intimidating to look at. Could be sweet. She was sweet. I mean, aptly named, as long as you were Greg or Keely, <laughs> the sweetest dog in the world. 
But to everybody else, could be a murdering killer. Like, everybody was afraid of her. Oh, my. And, uh, and if, you, if you were passing me on the street and we were walking her, she was cool with you for about two minutes. And then after that, she became very uncomfortable. And about two minutes later, she wants to rip your head off. <laughs> and so it did not go it did not make for friendly conversations in the neighborhood because people would see us go the other way <laughs> yeah they just like immediately after one conversation and and the idea that maybe the dog would rip their head off they would end up yeah going in the other direction would she or she all bark and no bite or she bark and bite never saw her hurt a soul yeah until Alexis moved in with the twins and then Luna who was like part greyhound and part some other dog that looked like a greyhound I mean just like bones fur and a long tail that whipped around but never heard a flea and Belle looked at that dog and and did not want it on the property and uh and so keely and i were going backpacking we were hours and hours away and we got a phone call from alexis and bell had torn a dollar bill sized chunk out of luna's shoulder oh my and required an emergency vet visit so that's kind of like hanging over us on this um, backpacking excursion which was not so great so we end up talking to the owner that we had taken bell from because it was a whole long drama story about um abusive relationships and and so she had finally she was in a good place and could take bell back so nice story bell goes back to her original owner who had a different name for her i can't remember what it was but it was something like lucille ball or so i can't remember what the, what the name lucille bell yeah right. totally different and Belle's like, I guess this is what they're calling me now. So I guess this is my name. <laughs> you know, she adapted well to being to having her name changed, <laughs> but or maybe not. Maybe that's why she. Maybe she resented the name change, and that's why she took the chunk out of Luna's shoulder. We had worked and worked with this dog. It's pretty funny. I've got these pictures of her. I would like go to Costco, and she'd be with me, and then I'd come out with the groceries, and she's sitting in the driver's seat like she's driving the car, like she's my driver. <laughs> your uber driver she's big enough that she looks like she's my driver and so people would be taking pictures of her or if i'm coming up to the lake i i uh go in to get a pop or something i come back out she's sitting in the driver's seat like she's driving people are taking pictures of her and uh <clears throat> so i was a little bit bitter i mean i understood why you know keely said if that ever happened to the twins and the twins were in first grade at the time i mean i get i get the whole reason behind She's got to go back to her original owner, and her original owner could take her, and that was all great. But it was like we worked and worked and worked with her on overcoming her anger issues with tires. Like tires was the other thing, and it didn't matter if it was tires on a lawnmower, tires on a bike, tires on rollerblades, tires on a car, tires. It it would just send her into just chasing barking like she wants to kill it a tire a tire wow it, like we were on the appalachian trail one time and it and the the trail crossed in virginia near blacksburg virginia with a rails to trails project 
mm-hmm. and it had tons of mountain bikes and everything on it. Man, that stretch was the longest stretch we hiked because she wanted to go after the tires of the bikes when they went by. Good grief. I had her on a leash. Wow. And it was just this weird thing with tires. Jennifer works with Gabe exhaustively because he wants to dart toward cars. It's got to be this the breed, the Schnauzer breed. And she's worked so hard with him for a year to get him to... He'll sit now on his own. He'll look at a car and he'll sit because he knows he gets a treat. He no, just yeah. knows there's, there's that reward for sitting yeah. because he mm, car mm, set mm, treat, no, but yeah. he's still. I mean, he's always on a leash. He'll still want to pull. You know, he'll see a, a car and just want to pull away from her at at any given time. So now she's working with him on bicycles and and people and pets. But the car thing is is was her first year one project, and he's he he understands. He just chooses not to. <laughs> At times. He's got a mind of his own. He'll dart, then he'll sit, and then he'll think he gets a treat. Yeah. But he does not. He is shamed. Because he darted? What are you what are you what are you doing? She'll say. He'll look at her. Sitting. No, no treat. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm darting. That's what I do. You should know that by now. Jeffrey'll be five in June. Was he a puppy? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Got him from a puppy mill. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was still mourning the loss of Belle. You know, there's this period of mourning unless you're unless you're the women in my family. <laughs> there is no period of mourning. There's a period of replacement, which starts right now. And uh, <laughs> Bring in the new dog. Yeah. And so everybody's like, what are you going to name it? And I, I started thinking of the most pompous names I could come up with. Belle, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffrey was one of them. And, and Keely was like, you know, I think I like that name. Our girls were like, we're going to have to come up with name number two because there's no way I'm going to call a dog Jeffrey. And then when he came and they met him, it was Jeffrey. Jeffrey. It was Jeffrey. They're like, this is, this is the only name. Sure. Does, do you have a shortened nickname for him? Well, G-Dog. G-Dog is, is it, but... Um, was it there were a couple sir puppington watching some (laughs) some netflix show about sex for rich people that live in castles oh you're not talking about bridgerton are you bridgerton yes that's what i'm talking prize see i knew you'd know it became same sex different hair (laughs) hi this is andy if you enjoyed listening to our podcast please be sure to subscribe and share remember laughter is contagious help us spread it by telling a friend